The Comedy Zone Podcast is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. From the Comedy Zone in Charlotte, North Carolina, this is the Comedy Zone Podcast. Find us on Twitter at the CZ Podcast and email us at ComedyZonePodcast at gmail.com. Now, your hosts, Will Jacobs and Sammy Joe Francis. Welcome to the Comedy Zone Podcast, everybody. I'm back. I'm backer than ever. <laughs> I want to reintroduce everyone to Will Jacobs. <laughs> For those that don't know, I used to be a host on this podcast <laughs> uh, some time ago. Uh, then I had a baby, and uh, I got real busy, and I disappeared. I, I disappeared for about almost a month now. Was it three weeks, a month? Feels like a long time. It's been a minimum of three weeks. Minimum of three weeks. Yeah, so. we actually missed a week entirely, which I feel horrible for you. Wow. Still. It's the first time in three years, and for me, the first time probably in easily 10 years that I've missed a week of a podcast I was producing. Now, I've heard that when that happens, you have to offer up a part of the team as tribute. You do. Is that, is this, <laughs> you do, which is where Sammy's been. The pet, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Y'all pray for Sammy. <laughs> She's been offered up as tribute. <laughs> Ah, so, uh, man, so it's been a wild lot going on. Uh, so much to catch up. Uh, we don't know what LeBron's going to do. I mean, we haven't even talked, I don't think, really, since the Sixers got eliminated and all no, that No, we stuff. haven't. Oh, my gosh. So, so everybody knows that devastated me. Uh, I was trusting the process, and then uh, Brad Stevens decided that uh, the process doesn't mean shit to him. And he just <laughs> made a bunch of adjustments and made us look like we were playing Elementary school. He's a ball. good coach, man. He's really good. Yeah, that guy can coach. He's, I, I'm, I, yeah. Most coaches look at Brad Stevens like a security guard looks at a homicide detective. Like that. That's <laughs> man. If that is the top of the chain right there. So, but anyway, we got eliminated. Golden State won. Everybody knew that. Blah blah blah. And J.R. Smith has put himself on the Mount Rushmore of klutzy. <laughs> what the fuck were you doing, place? It's a long inscription, but he's yep. on there. I, that that's up there with Leon Lett against the Bills. Yeah, remember that? Yeah, that Leon Lett against the Bills. Chris Webber's timeout. Calling a timeout. Yep. Uh, what are the other ones? There's there's a number of other. Yeah, it's hard just like the brain farts that cost a big game. Yeah. Yeah. So there's there's been a or Draymond maybe punching LeBron in the nuts. <laughs> that, that was dumb. <laughs> yep. But that that but, but anyway, he's up there now. Did you see the reaction? Um, they had the ISO on the bench yeah. of like LeBron, and he's like, we had a timeout? Yeah. <laughs> I, in that moment, when LeBron discovered they had a timeout, the look in his eyes, I said, this is why you can't have firearms yeah, yeah, in, the, in the exactly, arena. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> that, I, let me tell you something. I could have – are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? A- I scored 51 fucking points. <laughs> 51 points, one of the best games ever against one of the best teams ever, and you. I don't even remember. I don't even know you're on the team half the time. (laughs) And here it is. You grab a rebound and doesn't know what the score is or what the timeouts are. What are you doing? Can in the NBA can the coach call a timeout or do a play? Yes, the 
coach could have called a timeout. Then there's and you a, wonder why Kyrie wanted to go to Brad Stevens. Yeah, there's a Tyrone Lou. Yeah, then there's no short. It's not just Jr. Then it's game. a lot the, of as people. As soon as the coach sees the guy dribbling the wrong direction, yes, you got to call a timeout. You have to call like what? Whoa, whoa, whoa! You, yeah. you you have to call that timeout. Nobody called a timeout. He ran around. Uh, just one of the dumbest plays in history. Cost them the game. Listen, they were not going to win the series. I understand that. But they could have made it a series and made it some fun and made it interesting and at least forced Golden State to work a little bit. But yeah. then after that happened, yeah, it was freaking over. Yeah, It's just like, just like that. One of the greatest performances we've ever seen in the finals. Ruined because a dude didn't know the situation. <laughs> now, in all fairness... I thought Cleveland was up one two. <laughs> <laughs> so when J.R. Smith goes dribbling out, I leaped up off my couch and said, "Oh shit, they stole game one!" And then I look and I'm like, "Okay, well, what's what's everybody run, running around frantic for?" And then that's when I realized that the game was actually tied. And then that's when I leaped onto the bandwagon with everyone else criticizing J.R. Yeah, Smith. Yeah. Well, that that's the difference is you're on your sofa. That's true. He's got the ball. He's That's got the, the ball. <laughs> That's true. This is true. That's the you don't necessarily need to know the full situation. Right. He does. Clearly, yeah. LeBron knew the situation. Hell yeah. Because he was looking at him like, bro, <laughs> bro, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Help me. <laughs> what are you doing? So, yeah. So that was the NBA season in a nutshell. Now everybody's wondering where LeBron's going to go. There's a lot of intrigue around whether he's going to Philadelphia or maybe the city of brotherly love or the biggest city in Pennsylvania. We just don't know the home of the Sixers, the Flyers, and the Phillies. We do not know where LeBron's going. He said a number of places. But um, who are we kidding? He's going to come to Philadelphia. Do you think? Uh, when Tammy Pescatelli was here a couple weeks ago. Okay. Shouts out to Tammy. She, we were talking with her after one of her shows. Yes. She seems to think she has some inside information, someone who knows someone who knows a teacher or whatever. She seems to think he's going to L.A. I will say this. Yes. When someone says they have inside information, generally, I dismiss it immediately. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But when an Italian says they have inside information... <laughs> I say, I say, okay, I'm intrigued. Yeah, I tend to we trust might, her inside. <laughs> when they got inside information, they know a guy that knows a guy that knows a guy that yeah. knows LeBron. Okay, if Tammy Pescatelli says it, hey. Write it down. I'll take that over Adrian Wojnarowski. <laughs> I'm taking Tammy over Woj because she's Italian. And they have inside shit on everything. She's like, look, the owner of the Lakers owes the other guy some money. Fucking either way, the fucking LeBron's got to go to L.A. That's how the shit shook out. LeBron's got to fucking go before his family's done. It's a nice family you've got there. <laughs> he wanted to go to Philadelphia. We made a couple calls. He understood. Horse head in the bed thing. He's headed to L.A. So that's where we're at with that. Yeah. But uh, so, that, that, you know, every, everybody's putting together their trade packages and everything else. So that's kind of the NBA. Uh, what's going on? Not much going on in politics. No, nothing really. Just another day. Yeah, just another day, yeah. man. Just uh, snatching kids from their parents. That's, yeah, hey, man. There's that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. Woo. Yeah. Uh, that that felt like a new low. That that felt like a new low. Yeah, and then they started saying, "Let's shoot some journalists," and then it happened. 
Yeah. Uh, now this dude did. Uh, now I he, he he apparently had a beef with the paper. He had a a beef separate in a way from any political yes. ideology. So I I think it's it's going and it's already started to get conflated between you know Mio Yiannopoulos, whatever that guy's name is. Oh yeah. And the stuff oh Muffalophagos. <laughs> yes. Muffalophagus. Muffalophagus. And the stuff that 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 dear leader has been saying. <laughs> so the that 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 you know there's been some conflation over you know that still led to this even though this guy had a beef with the paper and has been sending threats to the paper for some time mm. we have to be super careful yes this could have happened no matter what yeah but it's still it's not you know and for anyone who's ever worked in a newsroom this one hits particularly close to home because it's just not something that's expected certainly it's not expected in a school it's not expected at a concert it's not expected anywhere but but you know, for some reason this one you know, you start, you know, A, you start encouraging people to shoot at journalists and then mm-hmm. it happens. Mm-hmm. That's that's a weird turn. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, but you're, you're right. We have to be careful not to link it to something yeah. that it's not linked to. Uh, that's unfair to do. However, we feel about the tenor and tone of the conversation around the media yeah. from the right. We can't lump that in and say, yeah. OK, but uh, that. We didn't need this incident to say that that shit is dangerous. You're right. Right. So right, like exactly. that, yeah. that is a that is a terror, uh, a danger threat in and of itself. You just can't attack folks in that way. It's not OK to, you know, I, they showed a the guy with one shirt like uh, tree, rope, uh, rope, rope tree journalist. Uh, yeah. Some assembly, some assembly required. required. Like this is. It's not acceptable. You got to put that guy on a watch list. Yeah, like that—that yeah, that right. guy needs to be brought in, yep. questioned, and understand how serious that shit yeah. is. That's a threat. Yeah, that's a threat. Like that's not First Amendment. First Amendment doesn't protect threatening people. No. So, yeah. so yeah. it's where it's. This is a very, very precarious time. Like well, literally day by day, it's a very, very precarious. Precarious time. Well, for well you what know, one of the other fascinating parts about this, especially uh, from my perspective, being a person of color from an impoverished, um, in, in some respects, crime ridden inner city, um, I grew up every day with f- friends that got shot. Mm-hmm. People I knew that got shot, cousins that got shot. So <laughs> that is a, a reality that I lived for a long time. Uh, I think that what happens is it doesn't become real to people until it could be me happens. Sure. So it's like these things are one thing when they're isolated to these places we can avoid, right? So we can go, okay, if that part of that. Philadelphia is a problem or Chester's a problem. I just won't go there. But when you have shit that you can't escape, like somebody coming to your job, right. somebody coming to a concert, somebody coming yeah. to, you know, what we just saw happen, somebody coming to your child's school. Mm-hmm. See, now the shit goes from that's their problem to that's our fucking problem. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and there's mixed emotion when I think about that because – the gun problem didn't become a problem until it started to affect white folks. Mm -hmm. That's when it became, holy shit, we got to do something. These kids were getting shot every day. 
And it was like, as long as we can just kind of avoid that, let them sort that shit out. Yeah. But then somebody will say, hey, we're all Americans. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Not yeah. when you can do that with these things. Yeah. So, you know, for me, I, I grieve for any loss of life. And I don't believe that God put me down here to get locked into this racial stuff. Uh, people are, you know, their own people. And I evaluate people individually. But I, I, I just feel that, uh, you know, we need to care about these sorts of things all the time. Mm-hmm. Every single life matters. And, you know, and that was some of the thing, too, with me growing up, because it's like even I ended up leaving that city, that environment that I grew up in. Uh, I left. And but the, even the other places I've gone, like you see what happens on the news, like I can get shot by a police officer any day now. You know, I told you about the show I had in Rock Hill where the cop just stopped me and asked me if it was my car. Right, right. Like, I've been racially profiled. I've been everything else. The only time I've ever had a gun pointed at me was by a police officer. So that threat is something I can't escape. Right. And now it's like, okay, well, it's like welcoming everybody else to this fucking party. Mm-hmm. Because I've felt that way for 39 years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. People are like, oh, my God. It's, I, I've, I've had that for 39 years, man. You know, I'm not a fucking X-Men like that shit wears on you. Of course it does. And, you know, so I'm like, maybe now that other people much like cracking the opioid crisis, now that other people are being affected, Mm. maybe collectively we can we can, you know, come up with some real solutions. Because but I I'm telling to be honest, man, I lost a lot of hope when nothing happened after Sandy Hook. I Mm. lost a lot. Oh, yeah. 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 Nothing's going to. I thought if that, you know, that just a room full of kids and again these kids are getting shot by stray bullets in these cities every day like again it's yeah. the same sort of thing if we can't do it to protect these babies we're not they're not gonna fucking do it yeah so what is the answer okay get my own gun go i right. need to go right. get a gun and we can right. have a this can be the wild west yeah dude like it's frustrating it's frustrating so i share in everyone's uh concern and frustration and everything else i've just been living with it a lot longer yeah yeah, that's fair. Absolutely. So, uh, and and the border policy, Whew. that that that's that 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 was a hard one to swallow. Mm-hmm. That, that that I mean, the images of those children. I don't know how you could look at that and go, "Well, they shouldn't have broke the law." How do you do that? Because you don't look at them as people. Mm. You know, you listen to the language that our president has used in referring to these people as vermin. Oh. and animals, and they're going to infest our country, that's not an accident. Those words are very carefully chosen to speak to his base. And that's kind of, you know, what I don't understand is they're just, they're only, I'm not talking all Republicans, but this particular group of Republicans is talking only to their base, you know, and they're they're rallying their base. Now, this particular group of Republicans happens to be in power right now, but they are outnumbered. So, in November, or if you have a primary between now and then, and in November, vote and get them out. Yeah, you know, and 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 and, yeah. and there's news now today. I don't know if you've seen this yet, but Justice Kennedy retired two days ago. <sighs> this guy, his son, was the guy. The New York Times is reporting his son was the guy in Deutsche Bank who was funneling all this money into the Trump campaign. Wow. Allegedly. Wow. Allegedly. So how deep does this go? 
This shit feels like a movie. <laughs> the dude on the Supreme Court has a direct connection, a blood connection to the guy who allegedly, according to the New York Times, was funneling all this money into the Trump campaign through Deutsche Bank. Okay, now, in the history of cinema... Oh, there's been nothing. nothing no, like no I was going to say, <laughs> who would it take to save us? <laughs> Are we talking James Bond? <laughs> Is this a job for Superman? Is this a job for... The Power Rangers, who would be most equipped to get us out of this shit? Is it Olivia Pope? <laughs> is it Jack from 24? It's Kiefer Sutherland. Is it but, Kiefer Sutherland? It's Kiefer Sutherland, but a combination of his character in uh, Designated Survivor <laughs> and Jack Bauer. It's a combination. So if we, could, if we could make Jack Bauer president, that's what we need to do. So Designated Bauer. <laughs> We need a designated Bauer. I'm in. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Jack Survivor. No, Jack Survivor. We need Jack Survivor, and he can break designated Bauer. Designated Jack. Yeah, designated Jack. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) That's what we need. I'm I'm all in on that that, uh, show. We should pitch that right now. Yeah, we should uh, should send that to the networks. We should send that to the networks. Keith and Sutherland, he'll he'll jump all over. He'll do anything. (laughs) I've seen this man. I've seen his his, uh, IMDb. He'll do anything. (laughs) He's all about the check, okay? Pretty great. Yeah. Oh, okay. So there's there's so much that has happened because we had this. Uh, how much time do I have here? Oh, okay. I got it. Okay, we got a few minutes. So had an interesting conversation at the office. The room, the area of at the your o- office. Yes. Okay. At uh, no longer ass. The office formerly known as ass. Right. So you are either they've elevated their game or you've moved to a different office. We've moved to a different office. Okay. Uh, the move to a different office is a lot cooler. A different firm, or you've just relocated? Uh, no, different, different, different group. Like oh. whole different firm, whole different office. Okay, so you, so you change jobs is what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> but just it's like to get some perspective. In. But for me, it's all contract work, so I'm not. Yeah, like, I'm not tied to any of these places, so it's hard yeah. to say I changed jobs. Yeah. I just did some other shit. <laughs> <laughs> like I went from one firm and said, hey, "I'll help you with this," to another and said, "Hey, I'll help you with this." Till I'm done helping you. Gotcha. So yeah. So but anyway, um, we were in the office and they call my area of the office the HR nightmare <laughs> because we have conversations that maybe shouldn't even be had outdoors, let alone in an office. So the topic that came up was, um, oh, one of the coworkers uh, who's a lesbian mm-hmm. was saying that she used to date a girl that knew a guy that had done gay porn. Okay. Okay. So the guy had done gay porn and she was telling me that, hey, you know, with gay porn, uh, you get a lot more money. You get a lot. You get a lot more money for that. Because I and don't don't ask me how we got on this topic. Okay, I have no I don't remember quite how we got on this topic. But uh, either way, we ended up uh, we ended up talking about gay porn. Okay. And she said that, hey, you know, the guys that do gay porn get paid a lot more than guys that do heterosexual porn. She was like, it's, you get paid a ton more. So somehow the conversation got around to, uh, would you ever do gay porn? Oh, I know.
know how it got there because I was telling them about this other job that I hated and I'm always naming things I would rather do. So I was like, I'll be at a car wash. I'll work at Target. I'll live in a shelter. I'll do all these things before I go back to ass. The other job. I said, and then she said that. I said, add that to the list. I would do gay porn before I went back to the office I used to work at. (laughs) So once I said that, everything went nuts and people were going, oh, and I said, see, none of you work there. Because if you had worked there, you'd go, eh, maybe I wouldn't do it, but I see where he's coming from, yeah. right? But but if I you have consider it, yeah, <laughs> it, it feels it's it sounds a lot less extreme if you had ever worked <laughs> yeah. at my office, right? So uh, we talked about that, and then they said, oh no, I would never do, you know, whatever. And then we said, okay, well, how much would it take for you to do the lighting for a gay porno? So you're just in charge of lights, yeah. Uh, but there's some images you're not going to be able to get out of your head. Ever. Nope. Uh, so then the conversation evolved into what would you rather do? Direct a gay porno, do lights for gay porno, or the music for the porno. So you have to sit and watch the whole thing and edit it and put the right songs at the right spot. Which one would you do and how much would it cost? These are the conversations a room full of attorneys has. Yeah. So, and it, it may not be, now, now this is assuming you're not gay. Right, right, right. Because the rates... <laughs> your your rate is a lot, probably a lot less if you're gay than if you're right, not. You might gay. be into. Doing you that. might be like, hey, I'd like. I'm hetero. I'd be like, you want me to do what with the the female porn? Sure, right. right. So I don't know. Although I will say, just to interrupt real quick, I do have a friend who right out of college got a job editing porn, and he said after a while, straight porn, like you know the, the kind of porn he would have watched under normal circumstances. Uh, he said after a while, it's really yeah, I. I never want to be involved in porn then. <laughs> I, I I don't want the excitement of bumping uglies taken away from yeah, me. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. yeah. Like I remember when I worked at Boston Market, I got, I got tired of chicken. Mm-hmm. It ruined chicken for a few yeah. years. I can't afford to have sex ruined <laughs> for a few years. I gotta have more kids. Yeah. My knee is starting to go. Yeah. So I need to get you these good times in before I'm immobile. Yeah. Yeah, so you don't ever want to get turned off of that. No, like, I don't yeah, want the sex to turn off. Just another vagina. But that yeah. first week, you'd be like, this is the greatest job that, any, <laughs> that yeah. anyone has ever had. Right. I mean, you imagine or just being the director. Look, that's you got a pound. I, we've been through this, okay? We've been through this. Grab, pull, pound. <laughs> Not pull, pound, grab. The shit looks uncoordinated. Start from the top, grab the pizza box, go back out to the car. <laughs> back out to the car. <laughs> pizza box. Back to one. Back to one. <laughs> All right. Ring the bell. Ring the doorbell. Christ. I left Disney for this. <laughs> ah. So anyway. That's the kind of shit we end up doing. I think we we've had we've talked to her a long time here. Yeah, we have. Let's uh, take a break. Clint Nor. Clint, yes, He's on his way. It'll be his be first time with us. Quite literally, any minute. It, I believe it is his first time. I want to say he might have been here once with Paul Hooper, but now I can't remember. Uh, but, it, well, if it was, yeah. it wasn't memorable. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't. So Clint Nor's on his way in. <laughs> yeah. He's going to join us for a couple seconds. Yes, indeed. We'll be back. Hey, 
Hey, I want to let you know about the Queen City Podcast Network. Five local podcasts all about different things, different stuff going on in and around Charlotte. You got food, you got beer, you got music, you got news and current events, you got comedy, the Comedy Zone Podcast, part of the Queen City Podcast Network. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. Also part of the network, the Charlotte Podcast. Your host, John and Miller. Lots of interesting stuff happening around Charlotte. They can be things everyone's proud of. They can be things that you might find kind of annoying. They're going to talk about it. They're going to have great guests on the Charlotte podcast. You can hear them every week, roughly on Tuesday, eh, sometimes on Wednesday. But uh, the Charlotte podcast, part of the Queen City Podcast Network, queencitypodcastnetwork.com. A good evening. Uh, do not attempt to adjust your radio. There is nothing wrong. We have taken control as to bring you this special show. Uh, we will return Welcome to back you to the Comedy Zone Podcast. Uh, welcome to we got a very special guest in the building, ladies and gentlemen, but ladies in particular. Clint Noor, everybody. Clint Noor is in the building. Will Jacobs. Clint Noor is in the building. What a buildup. I know. What a buildup. <laughs> so, That's... <laughs> That's House MC for Life build up right there, man. That's, I appreciate uh, that's that, man. I'm trying to keep my hands in a lot of pots. Yeah. I, I, this is all audition tape. I got you. Yeah. I got you. What a real. Yeah, man. So how you been, brother? I've been good. Yeah? Been good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good, man. He's uh, been all right. You, have you, now, we were trying to figure out before you came in, have you been on the podcast, on this podcast Never. before? No, first time. That's good. First time. That's good. First time caller. First time listener. First well, welcome, welcome, man. Welcome to, podcast, man. Yeah. welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the conversation. He's podcast. such a he's such a huge personality that we it felt like we'd had him on before. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, got a real presence here. Got a real presence. Well, and then we said, well, Brian was like, well, maybe uh, he was here with Hoop or somebody. Yeah, we talked about that Wednesday night. That I thought I thought maybe you were here with Hooper. No, but, no, yeah. And I said, and I said, if he was, that's unfortunate because that was really not memorable. <laughs> if he was, because I don't remember Clip being here, <laughs> so he must not have said anything. Yeah, but you had not been here. You have not been. Here. Yeah, no, this is it. This is the first time I'm seeing even the studio, honestly. Yeah, uh, so uh, first time poking my head in. Well, so, welcome. so you had a show. You have a show coming up in the area. I do you, tomorrow. It, tomorrow, and that is where where people evening muse. Uh, am I allowed to? Uh, yeah, please. Yeah, promote it. Oh, promote really? It. Yeah, it's uh, I'm recording my first CD. It only took. Oh man, I didn't know you were gonna hit us with that. I Did we break news? We, we where's well, our breaking news drop? He's kind of. I mean, he's talked about it on Facebook and stuff. So this is not like. Yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. It's. I think most people know. This is the first time saying it into a microphone. Oh, there you go. Right. Where's the breaking news we'll drop? It. I don't have it, Andy. Oh! oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... You... My first... Yeah, it only took 15 years to get this together, man. And I, I'll tell you what. Once I record these to CD, I'm only doing these jokes for 15 more years, and that's it. I'm dropping them. Oh, that's I'm dropping it? Them. Only that's it. 15. That's it. If you don't see them in the first 15, you're on I'm drawing a hard line. So, you know? So do we have a name for it yet? Or is there no, anything? Cover no. art? Anything? I don't even know if it's going to exist. I'm hoping. <laughs> it's just, this is, I mean, Bart, like nothing gets botched tomorrow. Um, yeah. Everything has to you know, go well. I mean, what are the odds of that happening during a comedy show? You know not, what I mean? Not, not good. Exactly. Yeah. So odds are stacked against us. But yes, that's going to be the, uh, I think, Carlos, uh, yeah. Valencia, and Mike Busick, and other treasures of the uh Charlotte comedy community. Now I'm just because you know because I'm always open on this podcast. Mm -hmm. When you said Carlos, I was thinking Valencia as well, but in my head I go, oh yeah, Carlos Vencia. The Vince that, not Vencia. He's Valencia. That is not a guy. Yeah, right. I just took <laughs> half his name out okay. in my head, right. but then luckily Clint said it. So. I think some of the places he played that don't really care about comedy will just mess that up. Vencia and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Valenica, I've seen. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
He's posted them all, so I don't think he minds me saying. He, he has a very mess upable last name. I, you know, for us, uh, you know, honkies, but like, right. yes, I guess, especially. And, and black folks. <laughs> yeah, I was lumping you in, too, uh, Will. We lethal weapon, that whole thing. Uh, so, 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 uh, so, welcome back, man. Oh, thank welcome you so back. much, man. Uh, I, I used to see Clint all the time. We've done shows together. Yeah. Uh, and then he went to the big city. He went to the Big Apple, and this was how long ago? Two and a half years ago. Two and a half years ago. So how how has it met your expectations? Have, what what have you encountered? What's yeah. it been like? Yeah, uh, yeah, met my expectations. I well, yeah, because you know, so many years into comedy, I was expecting to be shell shocked, and I still am. Honestly, after all, mm. that, yeah, I don't know. It's a sort of different kind of hustle. What know? was it that? What what aspect of it shell shocked you? Just, uh, you know, while well, I was 12 years in a comedy, I think, when I moved. So this is just starting at the back of the line, I guess, mm. to a degree. Um, and not that I was ever, uh, you know, a uh, household name in Charlotte or anything, but I... I you know, Definitely I like, apartments, though. Yeah, apartments. Yeah. yeah you were apartment of, name. <laughs> I lived in an apartment. You, we, we, people those, knew you. Those apartment shows yes. I was doing? The, the Latinos love you. I know. <laughs> I know. That's my face. <laughs> That's your I, I hope this podcast reaches... All <laughs> I need them to, for tomorrow. Right, so know? stop kicking them out, Trump. Go ahead. <laughs> yes. Uh, but no, it's... Uh, yeah, like I said, sort of a different kind of hustle. So yeah. I... Uh, I, I I go back and forth on whether or not I should have moved hmm. ten years ago, which I I couldn't have. Mm-hmm. I just would have been out of my mind and broke. But the people that have the energy for it, I mean, like to just go zipping around the city all night, public transportation, and then work a day job in the morning. That's <sighs> just it's the same, I guess. Like do paying dues here where you're driving, where we drive forever to mm-hmm. go pick up, you know, whatever it is, uh, to a sports bar and yeah. Um, and then the next day, six hours, seven hours to the next thing, and then you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess it's all paying dues, but it's just a different kind. Different of kind. That's a good point. Hustle. Yeah, because that that also is its own kind of haze. So yeah, yeah, in a way, sure. Yeah, so, I I will say so. Like, uh, I can. Sh- I'm sure I can count on five. Uh, one. I'm sure I can count on one hand, five fingers. If that, on uh, how many times I've been paid in New York City to do comedy? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, the mo- I mean, and even then it was a few bucks huh. here and there. I, what, what, what is it? What are some of the big time positives, or are there big time positives? N- uh, <laughs> yeah, no, no, of course. Um, well, you just you're you're surrounded by the best, I think, and it makes I think it makes you. It makes if you're like me, it makes you second guess all of your material <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and self doubt. But no, it, it does. I think force you to sort of. Raise your, I hate to say the word, raise your game, but I, I mm-hmm. guess it, I can't think of a better so, word. So, so when you got out there, you said this is a different class of comedian that I'm seeing here. Yeah, the established ones for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and then also a different kind of work ethic, I think. Okay. So again, going back to what we know, uh, which is how we started, like sort of driving to one-nighters and stuff like that. Right. You can really get away with building your 25 to 30 minutes. And honestly, if you, unless they're moving you up and you're doing an hour, you can, and even then you can just sort of build that and, and that's it. And sort of coast on that, right? Mm-hmm. To where yeah. I think in New York, you have to, you don't have that luxury. You're not, you're not in a different spot. Every, you're in front of a lot of the same people, a lot of the same comics, a lot of the same. So, uh, if you're doing the same stuff over and over, and trust me, I still, I try. I, I clung to that habit 
pretty, you know, that uh, you feel weird. Hmm. Does that make sense at all? Yeah, yeah, because because there's a lot of fresh uh, material being yeah. put out by everybody. Like, it seems like a lot of people are, because you're doing so many shows, I guess, in front of a lot of the same people, yeah. People, it, it, it puts more of a premium on writing and cranking out thoughts and really, really working it. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so it raises that. I mean, yeah. And I, I, I do believe, definitely in my case, like starting here, and just going around doing different places. I was in front of different audiences, so I, I had as a feature that thirty minutes down, and uh, and was really comfortable with it, you know. What then, made, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I, I don't want to cut you off. Well, I mean, and then moving there, I just one, I felt completely irrelevant, and uh, and yeah. That's what I can think of. I, I could have. I mean, I've watched. Uh, what's the show with Pete Holmes? Crashing. Crashing. I've watched Crashing. Is that? Have you seen that? I've only seen parts of it. Okay. I don't watch well, any of those shows. By but the way. when he when he says this, I'm imagining some of the stuff I see yeah. on that on that uh, show. Now I wanted to ask you, what prompted you to leave Charlotte? What made you say? What was the? What in your mind said? You know what? I need to. I need to go. Mm, I saw how it was playing out for me. I, there was a couple things. Um, I, I, I'm actually I'm making it sound like it was more calculated than it was, but I always wanted to live there, of course. And uh, I'd grown up visiting. My grandmother lived there. So um, I, when I started doing comedy, I would like uh, do Harrisburg and then drive into the city, mm. uh, do open mics and whatnot. But um, I always wanted to see what it would be like to live there as opposed to just visiting where grandma's picking up the tab or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I did want to experience it in a weird way. Uh, and uh, and it hurts, um, you know, financially for sure. Yeah. But honestly, the circumstances, it all kind of I uh, sort of fell into place. Like I uh, went through a breakup, uh, sort of in between apartments here in Charlotte, and knew I wanted to move, even if it was like a lateral move, just to check out a different market. Mm-hmm. And I, my my idea also was, by the way, New York or Louisville. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have no idea. I thought. It was, wow. I know. Do they? Do those two places have anything in common? I probably not. Wow. Uh, I think I thought I was getting more stuff in the Midwest. Okay. And um, that would be closer somehow. But mm-hmm. uh, no, what happened was, like I said, in between apartments, in between leases, and uh, my buddies have a, had a room open up, and I would have never been able to afford it had I had to do the whole you know adult thing. Which is get a broker or you know first and last month's are rent. Are you kidding me? Yeah, a lot, not a lot of people can do that up there, man. Yeah, it's weird because people are moving there every day. Like, every day, I'd say at least fifty new comics, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure, by the way, that entire city, New York City, two thirds comedians. <laughs> that's why I believe the population. Everybody else just works at the airport. <laughs> that's just uh, I don't know the numbers exactly, but this is just me getting <laughs> estimating. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how do you <laughs> how do you feel um, that you've grown as a comic since you went up there? Um, <laughs> I I do feel like I have. Like I said, it did force me to force me to make updates that I probably should have made years ago. For one, mm. uh, I mean, if if you come to the CD recording, you'll see some of these updates that should have been made. Um, <laughs> you gotta get them up no, but I mean, uh, force me to do that. Quicker than I than I probably would have been motivated to otherwise had mm-hmm. I kept doing what I was doing, um, and 
sometimes I like the first year or so I was like I don't think I've grown at all I remember coming back here and doing a show and I was like uh, I'm just the same guy with less confidence <laughs> this, all it's done <laughs> and I, I've been humbled many many times over I believe in comedy and uh, anytime I start to feel comfortable even not even cocky someone's like oh we gotta take you down a notch and uh, something happens so yeah. you know how it works and uh so, but I do feel this time around, like, uh, now I see it a little bit, where I have, okay, things have changed. I have made things where, uh, I, I, yeah, things have tightened up and, and stuff, and so, and I've gotten better at, like, so these are all shorter sets, so, uh, it's different when I'm out here doing longer sets. That transition, you know, I think is tough. Um. Mm. But I, I think I've gotten even better well, at doing that. Well, from 30 to what? 5'10"? Yeah. What are we talking about? 5'10". Yeah. Um, on show shows, book shows, 10. Um, and uh, on the off days doing open mics, 2 to wow. five, two to 5. Two minutes? What the fuck can you say in two minutes? You got to get gotta get point out quick, man. <laughs> hey, so I was thinking. What? <laughs> I guess that's good because you can't sit there and plug your Instagram. You know, I mean, you, you, gotta, <laughs> you can't plug your name. You can't plug your name. <laughs> you can't even <laughs> tell them who the fuck I've been you on are in two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Ask me in the back who I am. <laughs> yeah. Have a good night. <laughs> and you've waited. If you're like, I mean, some of these open mics, like I said, and I think it's like this now in every city because. Uh, Comedy as a whole, I mean, there's so many new comedians, um, and, which is great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> so, uh, like, uh, I think the open mics, I don't know, they, they, uh, there's so many of them that you wait for hours sometimes to do those. What? To do the, that two minutes. Wait for hours? Yeah, and it's tougher for me. I'm trying to make myself sound like the victim, but I think, for me, it's not social. Like, I don't drink, so it's not... And I think the guys that are younger than me still have more energy, and they kind of, they make a, a sort of, more of a fraternity out of it, and I just want to do whatever I do, and then go. And then the glad handing, I can't do. I heard it's clickish. Yeah, very clickish, yeah. And that's something, again, I'm not one of those extroverts. I'm not one of, you just, somebody that can rotate themselves into any conversation, you know? Yeah. I'm not one of those, uh... I'm not I'm not comfortable with so that part especially to the uh I guess you would call it networking mm-hmm. um just uh just walking up to any random person and go hi I'm part of it too um it's just uh <laughs> it's not my name my nature at all so and in a place like New York where sometimes you got to hand out flyers or sometimes you got to get five people to come or yeah. like that with that so not being an extrovert yeah and then having to do all that kind of shit is like a worst case like that is a nightmare. It does bring you out of your comfort zone. Okay. Which, again, I knew I knew moving up there, it was going to be a different challenge. I knew that I wasn't going to... I, I kept telling myself in my head, it's, it's going to be much harder than even you expect. And uh, But again, there's still part of you that, that thinks that it, I think it'll all come together immediately uh, up there. And uh, honestly, I'm still, I'm still acclimating um, to all of it. Mm-hmm. So, so what what is your schedule generally like? You have this many shows per week, or this night, that night. If I'm lucky to, to have a couple, uh, two or three, try to bridge the gap with. Uh, if I have to bridge the gap with open mics, there, so mm-hmm. I do, the dividing up of, I want to um, the shows that I'm booked on, do open mics, but then the shows I guess you're 
quote unquote, you're supposed to hang out, you know, mm-hmm. at uh, this is where. Oh, to just go, but not perform. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is where. Uh, and then that, t- then I try to choose a place where I'm like, okay, somebody I know is on this lineup. This looks like a show where I could maybe go there, see that guy, maybe meet the pr- person that produces it. Uh, so all three of those. It's like, a, it's a balance of all those. Um, and yeah, that's what it, my schedule is. And of course. I have to. Uh, I I do deliveries. Yeah, I was going to ask you. So, what are you doing for income then? Yeah, it's not a lot of the- Postmates, and okay. I started working at Caroline's. Working, working. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's uh, working uh, the the phones. Uh, the guy that's not the extrovert, cool. man. This is. Yeah. It's really, wow. Yeah, I know. Who knew moving to a city of 8 million people would uh, Dude, would challenge but- my whole oh, antisocial <laughs> behavior? You know what I mean? <laughs> what a concept but man you'll come out on the other side of this with a whole new skill set and that's the idea comfort level that's the idea and i hope you're right <laughs> i i could uh, either that or you'll kill yourself that's true <laughs> that's but, that's true and i but if that doesn't happen then you'll be better it's a daily toss-up man <laughs> be honest, it's a daily is today the day <laughs> yeah exactly wow. what what a podcast that would be by the way <laughs> Uh, I don't have the necessary tools, which I'm not sure what they are, but um, I haven't researched that yet. But man, now that would be breaking news. Memorable. That, that would be. That would be a podcast. <laughs> would I then be memorable? Finally, you'd be in all footprint. Fame. You'd be in our hall of fame. Instant. Good. <laughs> Good. Straight to the wall. No but one will forget. If anybody wants to rent a six by six, cell in Queens. <laughs> so do we? Do we know any of the people you're up in New York with? Absolutely. Or who, who's who? Uh, you, you were just with? talking about. Yeah, I guess Paul. Is Paul my, Hooper, yeah. my roommate, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Those, those are the guys. So the he and uh, his old roommate had a room open up, and I knew him, yeah. of course, from here, and uh, <laughs> knew the other guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a comic thing, and then yeah, a couple of other newer comedians have moved up. Um, actually, there's a guy Napoleon. Uh, I think started really there, but he's from here. There's a couple of those, by the Napoleon. way. Napoleon. Yeah, he's great, and he's only a few years in. Um, he's good, and then a couple of our local guys, Jordan Huggins, I think. Yeah, yeah Jordan, Jordan right, right, there. Jordan. Yeah. I remember, yeah, him going up there, and uh, uh, Fat Paul, Butterball, Fat Paul, yeah, Fat Paul, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Paul Palada, a lot of Palada, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. what? I should not call him Fat Paul. Is he still fat? I think. Oh he's yeah, done. he's still Fat Paul. Oh, okay. I don't know if he's skinny even now, but I mean, he's yeah, still he Fat Paul to, to me. Drop some weight, I think. Well, when I knew him, yeah. he was he was like seventy five yeah. pounds away from being a fat ass. So <laughs> how much has he lost? <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, come on. I think we, it's, I, I love oh, Paul. As we, he's, <laughs> but, I, lo- I just do that because he's my guy. I feel like he's also he's one of those Finn, which we, uh, which of course we know Finn. Yes, Finn. G- that's a tough one too. Those guys, those guys, they live kind of out in Long Island. Uh, I think they stay with. Why well, don't I? You know, they just they they have a. So I think they have to commute in to do anything, which okay. is yeah. I mean, adding a whole adding a whole how long is that extra commute? obstacle? Do you know how long that commute is? I think it takes them an hour to get in, at least an hour to get from Long Island into your first stop in the city mm-hmm. before you can start getting on a subway, and then just, you know. Do, do you ever get to catch up with Jordan and Finn G? Jordan and I are actually starting a show. Oh, I'm sorry, and another guy, Jared Kreger, who also yeah, moved up there. I remember Jared. Yeah, yeah. He, he, yeah, I remember Jared from down here. I didn't know he went up there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's there. So we're all starting a, a show. We're producing a show together, a bar yeah. show. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
in a place that's questionable, but we'll see how it works <laughs> out. Um, our first one will be July 10th. <laughs> but that's good. You know what, though? New York is a different kind of questionable. Yeah. Because if you said down here, North Carolina's kind of questionable. It's like, oh, fuck Confederate flags. But up new, in New <laughs> yeah, York... Yeah, yeah. No, questionable we're means probably not going to do the Confederate flag. Right, I'm imagining that is not the <laughs> I don't case. Know, we're debating now. Uh, yeah, no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like uh, I want to do the show, but there's a noose over there. there. Yeah, the noose. Like, <laughs> I can't. I can't. Whereas I'm sure you and I have both done sports bars in the South with actual Nazi memorabilia. On well, the wall you know what? Us. You know what? It's I can funny. name a place. It's funny that you mentioned that because I have had a flat rule that I won't perform there. So oh. I, I literally had a show. Where <laughs> I was booked, yep. they were going to give me half the bar. Okay, whoa! And this was going to be good. Whoa! The, the, and it was a nice check too, a couple hundred dollars and half the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, day before the show, of. I go in. Right, I go in there the day before, and uh, I see on the refrigerator the guy's got a thing that talking about Malcolm X, and he says, "You have your X, we have ours." Yep. And it was a Confederate flag. Yep. And I said, "Uh oh." Oh boy. Okay. And then I, so I kept going and I went into the room and they had a Confederate flag hanging up. I made a fucking beeline back to where the manager is and I said, Yeah, I'm not performing here. And then he said, Oh, well, you know, I, I mean, we can just put it all up, man. We didn't, no, no. The fact that it ever fucking <laughs> yeah. existed in this space is enough. Where And I canceled the show. Just, yeah. just canceled the show. I didn't wear That's my flat rule. That's one. I guess everyone has their things. Uh, they're they're uh, non-starters. If everyone has their deal breakers. Everyone has their deal breakers. Overt racism. Overt on racism in yes. the bar. That's where you draw that the line. That is my draw. But uh, but a lot of black comedians don't draw that line. I know. Right. right. How I can see, you I financially? See, what we make? How can you? A ever lot draw of that people line? can't afford to draw yeah. that line. But I will eat fucking grilled cheeses on College Street before I do it. So I just have a different level I'll go to. Yeah, yeah. But um, well, As a black comedian that I think is strong. Well, yeah, Clint, tell us. I mean, you experienced this. For those that didn't know, Clint is black. Uh, I don't know if we... It's a whole new reveal. This whole thing. Come out to the Evening Muse. We're gonna really, we are uh, breaking news. It's breaking news, exactly. This is, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut But up. no, but no, but that... So it's a whole... The point is that questionable down here probably means something different than questionable in new york city right yeah absolutely yeah so definitely not. so is it rats and roaches what makes that place yeah i mean we'll just okay so we're starting about we've actually tried before a bar show and uh you know either whatever whatever it was because people have a lot of options this is the one thing too that i've noticed we we started i started another show when i first lived there with my old roommates and, and none of us were really good at the promotion side and we would get people that like are really accomplished comedian Comedy Central with great credits and stuff. And if you try to tell, even trying to like advertise it on the street, just barking at people, hey, we got people from Comedy Central. No one gave a shit mm-hmm. because they can see there's so many so many options that they don't they can go into just about any club and see about the biggest star any night. You know, it just doesn't. It, it does, you know, insert whatever name who you think of the top five in comedy. And if you go to the right place or even in the right neighborhood and the clubs are there, you'll probably, I mean, there's a chance, good chance that you'll see that guy. So what combination of things has to happen to make it to the top of that pile? That's a great question, man. That's what, that, that's what I'm trying to figure out now. And I kick my, I don't know. Cause I moved up there when I was 34. So I always wonder, did I, you know, did I miss? Well, but you know, I've come to, I've come to recognize because I started when I was like thirty two, thirty three. Okay, and I used to go, man, if I fuck, if I'd have just been twenty, yeah, yeah, twenty one. But then as I started to perform, I started 
I hated to put it in these terms because you you it, when you say it this way, you sound like a douche. But it's the only way I can think of to say it. Right. I started to move past people mm-hmm. that uh, were younger, and the thing that I discovered was. I had because I was older. I had a bigger, larger frame of reference. Sure. So I wasn't coming up there talking about smoking weed and jerking off. Right. Um, uh, I also had a greater sense of professionalism. Right. Because I had been in the workforce and everything else. So when I said I was going to be at a show, I was at the show. Yeah. When I I treated the staff a certain way, I carried myself a certain way. People don't. Under, a lot of people don't understand that that takes you. That counts for a, a lot. good way too. Right. So yeah. So when that when a club can depend on you. Like, I said, this guy, I don't have to fucking worry about it. And that's what I tried to create, but I was only able to do that because I was in my mid to late 30s. Because if I would have been in my 20s, (laughs) I'd have been trying to smash every server. Uh, I'd have been, you know, I mean, I'd have just been into all kinds of shit. I started when I was 21, and I I, I totally agree, because I never had any self-confidence. Not that I do now, anything great, but (laughs) uh, I never had any self-confidence. Nobody ever paid attention to me. I was, you know, only child. And when I... And immediately, the first person that told me I was funny at all, ever, I think, I immediately turned into an asshole. Immediately turned into, went straight from zero confidence to definitely overconfidence. Oh! <laughs> Certainly, <laughs> in my own head, I've got to, I, you know, without, I'm emceeing. I'm emceeing Simpsonville, South Carolina. I'm treating it like, it's, like I just hit the big time, you know? And uh, I'm sure that was off-putting to many. And <laughs> that's another hallmark of young comics. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yes. So I think that uh, I think you're right. And I've also heard like a, com- a comic say, uh, "The guys that start later progress quicker." I've heard uh, yeah. like a more uh, well-known comedian say that, and it's because of all those reasons, maturity and all those things. I, I, I believe yeah. count for so much. Yeah. It. Uh, How many young comics have we heard? And we could name. I mean, we're not going to, but we could name folks. Now we're like, oh, the Comedy Zone doesn't know what they're doing. Yeah, they're just, right, right, right. I yeah, can name ten of them from like the... ten different cities. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they've only been in the business for I don't know how many decades. Right, but they don't know. Oh, well, <laughs> it, funny. yeah. I mean, I you know, I uh, I just I am now. I'm thankful I started when I did. Yeah, yeah I, I'm kind of because now also I you know I could have done without the hundred forty thousand dollars in student loan debt. I could have <laughs> done without that part. I, I don't think that taught me anything. But uh, it is, you know, just starting later, man. You see life a little differently. I, it's, I mean, even you, I'm sure you know, being your age now versus how you saw things at 21. Like, come on. Yeah. The only, the only thing that I think really does count. Uh, the only, I, I say, where I feel like it counts against me too is the, uh, is the energy level it takes when mm. you first start out. Again, whether it's doing the road, uh, like doing one nighters here, driving, ten hours, doing right. a show, and driving the next day. Uh, or there again, what I was just talking about, yeah. doing pulling an eight-hour comedy shift and then going to your job in the morning, that kind of thing. Yeah. So that's where, and and I will say the guys ten years younger that they are more. They're either socially they do better, and I don't know if it's because they are still confident or they're oblivious. They haven't been beaten down by life. <laughs> I don't. For whatever reason, it's definitely more of a social event for them than for me. So uh, yeah. So they like hanging out. They like exactly being with the. It's like a fraternity house to them. Absolutely, it's always like yeah, uh, yeah. It's, which is crazy because it's like I, see, I see my best buds every night. 
And it's like, all right, well. <laughs> and you don't drink, so you can't even like. Yeah. Because that's part of what they're doing is drinking. That's, well, that's what I mean. Yeah, smoking pot outside or whatever it is. You know, right, um, right. I can start naming off just street corners if uh, if anybody can. But uh, <laughs> uh, I, don't know, I got this thing against pot smokers. I just, uh, I don't know. I just, I hate people that never tried real drugs. And then, <laughs> I hate them. I hate them really so much. I don't know if I hate pot smokers or if I dislike pot smokers or I just really hate the word vibe. You know, <laughs> I hate it so much. They need to try real drugs. God. Oh, well, that's a good way to end this first. Uh, and Clint's going to hang out with us for yeah. a second second. Yeah, one more second. So, yeah, so we'll be back. All right. Great shows coming up at the Comedy Zone here in Charlotte, North Carolina over the next several weeks. Let's start with this current weekend, assuming you're listening on the 29th or 30th or July 1st. Is that true? Yeah, July 1st on Sunday. Uh, Rod Mann is in town. You know him as winner of Last Comic Standing. Friday night, two shows. Saturday night, two shows. Sunday, July 1st, one show. That's going to be good. John Henton in town next weekend, the 5th, 6th, and 7th of July. An open mic on the 8th of July. Jay Bliss and Friends will be in town on the 11th. Afion Crockett. you got to come and see that show. Afion Crockett in town the 12th, 13th, and 14th of July. Looking ahead a little bit uh, through July. Asif Manvi. You know him from The Daily Show. He's coming to town. Jerry Farber right before that. No Funny on the Fly in July. We'll be back with another show in August. But I do need to let you know uh, July... Uh, 7th, that's a Saturday, July 7th, Funny on the Fly, part of our show at the Blumenthal Theater. Check that out. Uh, you can check, learn more at BlumenthalArts.com. Uh, as for the Comedy Zone, how to find the information that you need at the Comedy Zone. Actually, pretty easy. CLTComedyZone.com. You can call the box office, 980-321-4702. That's 980-321-4702. CLTComedyZone.com for all the dates and details. Find them all on social media. Look for CLT Comedy Zone or Comedy Zone CLT on Twitter uh, and Instagram and Snapchat and wherever else you find your socials. Uh, as for the crew, Will Jacobs, I am Will Jacobs. Sammy Jacobs, uh, Sammy, <laughs> Sammy Joe Francis is at Sammy on Air, S-A-M-M-I. Sammy with an I, don't you dare put a Y on that. Sammy, S-A-M-M-I. I'm at NC Balto 72 if you want. As for the podcast, Apple Podcasts. Google Play Music, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Laughable. Laughable is a very cool app. You enter the comic you want to hear from, and it'll list and give you links to every single podcast that guy has, or girl, has, or woman has ever appeared on. So that's Laughable, uh, the app. Actually, very, very cool. Keep listening to the show. Keep telling two friends about us. Keep listening to the Queen City Podcast Network at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. Welcome back. Uh, that sounds like one of the theme songs from TGI Friday. <laughs> step by step, full house. <laughs> the refreshments. What? The refreshments? Yeah, the refreshments. The, uh, the, they're the ones that did the, the Friends? Uh, no, that was the Rembrandts. Oh. Yeah. 
I gotta so get these good. right. Nah, yeah, I figured it's white guy music. Well, it is. <laughs> Not that white guy because he had he didn't know no refreshments either. That's true. Yeah, yeah. And I listen to a lot <laughs> of forty year old white guy music. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Roger Klein and the Peacemakers. You familiar with them? No. Okay, never mind then. Top. Maybe it's old white guy music. It's, it's older, probably. White guy music. I feel the need so to apologize to him. You know, we t- I tell him this every week that yeah. nobody knows what he's you playing. Get through this. <laughs> yes. I played some P funk earlier. You did play some P funk yeah, earlier, right? Yeah, but nobody knew what that was. Well, that, Tell, that, let me ask that you, is the, not my fault. if Rodman had been here, would he have gone, refreshments, come on, of course. Uh, Rodman would <laughs> be like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Where am I? You got me out of bed to listen to the refreshments? <laughs> Just get out. <laughs> Study the league. <laughs> if he starts twirling a teacup, I'm fucking out of here. <laughs> oh, are we on? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> are we on? Really? <laughs> I didn't even know we were on. I played the music. Well, I'm sorry. I'm back, everybody. <laughs> we just had a long talk about professionalism. We had this long talk. <laughs> so then it's cracker tails. Hey. <laughs> oh, I didn't know we were back. Uh, we're back. Welcome back. We got Clint for another segment. Um, so w- when we left off, you were well. We talked about New York. Yes, and you. Uh, nauseum. Are your long are your long term plans? You plan there being being there the long term? Or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh yeah. I well, I think part of it's like pride, and you know. Uh, so, uh, but. Oh, Clint. I know. Is, I know. I mean, that'll kill you. That, that is, will kill you. But uh, yeah, I do. That's I, why we stayed in Iraq. Like, you can't. <laughs> you can't not pull out because of pride, brother. <laughs> I mean, if a decent club opens in Iraq, countless lives, Clint. I'll apply countless to lives. <laughs> Open Mike in Baghdad on Open Tuesday. Open Mike in Baghdad. I, but, uh, but you like the city too, right? Is yeah, I definitely do. Yeah, no, they're definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do like the city, and uh, and I am just sort of getting acclimated. You know. Um, so yeah. Absolutely. Uh, well, so uh, you're back here. You're at the um, Evening Muse. Yeah. Uh, you're headlining the show. Now, you headlined the show this week, too, didn't you? I did. Yeah, that's the word on the street. Right. <laughs> you headlined, but you didn't know you were going to headline. I did not. It was last minute. <laughs> so um, in my head, I'm always headlining, Will. Right. You know that. Right. Uh, this is almost famous. There was a lot of last minute. Yeah. Stuff so it was almost organized. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, producer Blair could not be with us. Uh, yes. Shouts out to Blair. Though. Yeah, that, she, that, that's one of the hardest work. I mean, she she does. works it, man. <laughs> She's pregnant, too. <laughs> She's, pregnant. She's probably going to do even more now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, producing for two. Yeah. Uh, but she, yeah, so no, that, that's what happened, right? Uh, yep. A couple of people we got rearranged and somebody uh, had to drop and then, yeah. Which was good because it was the only chance I had of doing a long set before. I, I worked last Saturday in Clayton, mm-hmm. but uh, where I got you know I stretched did an hour. But this is uh, that was the first, uh, the last chance I had Wednesday to do a longer set before now, how tomorrow's was, recording. How was Clayton? Clayton, let me tell you something. <laughs> uh, so. It's a comedy zone. I uh, I've been through it. Uh, I just times. picture. I'm looking at Clint right now, and I just see like a, a room full of editors in his brain. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, who exactly listens to this? Um, it was actually a lot of fun. But here, okay, this is where you're gonna laugh. And I, every person I've told is laughing. Okay, so here's what happened. I showed up, and uh, they did not book any opening acts. Which was funny, right? Wait, what? It was a I guess he didn't book any openers. He was like, I I didn't have time to promote it. And I was like, okay. He, oh, by the way, Sean, he's a very nice guy who owns it now. And um, I got there, and uh, there was like only a few handful full of people at the bar. 
And uh, I was like, so what are we looking at? And he goes, well, we got six. And I go, all right. Okay. And he goes, so I'm just going to go up, introduce you, and bring you up. And this is where people have, okay? Six people will, but the right six. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. They, they were just three couples, a lot of fun. Uh, it was of course it had to be interactive, or else I'd look like a moron just right. out there doing my act. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. Just this dress yeah. rehearsal of you know, uh, and uh, he got he made the mistake of paying me in advance, so I was oh, like, these oh, are well. the, the oh, stakes are. You ain't getting this check back, man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I already deposited with my phone. App. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is it. No, uh, but they they treated me really well. The club did, um, and I've been through a couple times. This is my favorite time actually uh, coming through Clayton and. Um, yeah, I ended up t- talking to them for, because uh, he asked me how much time I was going to do. And I looked at the six people and I said, 45 minutes on the dot. That's what they're getting, 45 minutes, <laughs> not a minute le- or more. Played it overtime. And uh, yeah, and I ended up doing like, I don't know, like an hour, 10. So wow. they nice. got bonus. Uh, yeah. But again, we were just talking and uh, they ended up being a really fun group. So they had a good time. They had a good time. Man, that's good because uh, sometimes those handfuls of people yeah. like that, that can go either way. Oh, oh yeah. I've seen it definitely go the wrong. I, I think inexperience too. Like when we like start first starting out, where I didn't have anything, even the. I mean, I'm just now getting comfortable going up and just talking to people on stage. You know, we were talking about Okerson, somebody that can do that. I'm just now getting comfortable. But uh, before, when I just had my whatever 20, 25 minutes when I started out, I would have had to have done that. Just gone out there and barked yeah. my bullshit at them for as right. long as the time. I was the contract set. <laughs> right. That's, whenever you whenever you mention the word contract during your set, you know it's tight. You're not having fun. Yeah. When you mention, <laughs> I am contracted. Gotta, uh, yeah, I am uh, obligated. That's right. My <laughs> contract. If you hear contract or obligated, yeah, you know this guy's phoning a bullshit, <laughs> bullshit <laughs> set. So, uh, yeah, that ended up being a lot of fun. Clayton Comedy Zone, uh, and. Um, I'm sorry, I'm, I, I'm plugging them. Like, I don't know how many people. Yeah. You got a big listener base in uh, Clayton. But uh, huge. We're huge in Clayton. That's it. Yeah. 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 Fuqua yeah. too. Massive. All yeah. those. Uh, yeah. Major yeah. markets. So I like. I like to ask, uh, particularly when we have guests uh, that I've worked with before. Um, what did you think of me <laughs> uh, when we worked together? I talked about you this week yeah. before I even knew that um, I was doing this. Well, I was just. Uh, who was I talking to? I, Another comic. Oh, Jason King. Yeah, okay. He's yeah, probably the nicest, uh, super funny, but one of the nicest people out there. You're saying that because he's small. I am, but <laughs> also yeah. When they smile, it's amplified because they're small. Uh, if he was 5'8", what a dick. I'll be like this. He's all right. But, <laughs> but if, if Jason, I will say this, if he was a little, uh, a little guy and a dick on top of it, <laughs> oh. there's no way. I mean, he wouldn't be doing comedy now, right? No, no. So even as funny up. as he can be, yeah. I, I know what it was because you had just done a one-nighter run together. I did. Yeah, yeah. We did Columbus, Georgia, and we did uh, Fort Walton, Florida. Yeah, so we did talk about you because um, I was like, because I remember when you were just, well, I, but you, I think even by the time I had gotten back to Charlotte, because mm-hmm. I made some detours along the way. <laughs> uh, so in 2013, maybe 2014, mm-hmm. I remember when you were hosting the Fort Fort, the Mill, Fort Mill Open Mike, yeah, yeah, every yeah. Thursday. You used to come through there. You used to, I remember. But at the time, I think you were already starting to get some work and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. at the time, even I, you know, we would look at you and go, "Well, he's." You know, he's outgrown whatever this is, or he's. But thank you for hanging in for. <laughs> but uh, I was like, I, 
Actually, I think it was what you were just talking about. It's like he he took off really, really fast. Like, uh, and it's but well deserved. You know what I mean? I think uh, I can't make this segment not sound corny. This and is great. No, this is right. this I'm is fine. this is what powers us. This is what it keeps you going. <laughs> yes, we're, we're actually very. We we're not even moments. really recording this. We just. Oh yeah, yeah. This, this, is, all, this is all just, just about. Our own. We only yeah. do all this other stuff to get to these moments. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, but I remember thinking like, uh, I was like, wait, was he's an attorney on top of all this? And I was like, and you bust your ass. So you were running that mic, and then you were also starting to get road work. Yeah, yeah. So, I was on the road and yeah, working and. But yeah, all of it was just, and I was like, he's headlining, which makes perfect sense. Like, oh, uh, thanks, man. Yeah, no, well deserved, man. Well, so I, I always liked. Yeah, <laughs> I well, like you and Jay's. Well, I gotta say uh, that with working with Clint, like it was always fun because your style was different. Like you know, your pacing was different, uh, and you had. You had a comfort. You had more comfort with silence too, and not not like you told a joke and it didn't go over silence, right. but just manipulating silence at different points, uh, like and and the and like I don't want to give away any of your bits, but when you talk about being thirty yeah. and how certain things change and this is what it whatever when things change, you know yeah yeah uh, but the suddenness of that bit it's just like this is what happened boom like it, it, I always kind of admired sort of the suddenness of what you used to open with and some of the pacing throughout. I appreciate that. Thank yeah. you, man. Yeah. I always feel like an instant connection with you. Yeah. <laughs> Not always. Actually. And I mean, and I mean By the way, before we talk about your look. You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but you know, the, none, none of this silence uh, really doesn't really transfer to CD. I got to say that. Which I'll be recording tomorrow. Yeah. It'll be uh, seven tracks of silence. So, but, but as you can... That's uh, what you should call it. Seven tracks of silence. That's the name of your CD. I like it. There I actually is. like that. But... Well, I have an idea. Okay, All right. when you told us that you were putting out a CD, sure. I'm thinking how because of course you want this thing to sell all over the place. Of course, I I've got an idea. I think that you should do what Beyonce started. Okay, uh, Jay Z did it. Kanye did it. Don't tell anyone anyone a CD's coming out. Okay, and then just drop that shit. So okay, so it's like whoa, and don't tell anyone it's out. Yeah, well, that don't say anything about it. Put it out and just let the people go to it, like Beyonce and Jay Z. Yeah, that's exactly what people are going to say. They can't believe uh, Beyonce, Jay Z, Radiohead, and Clint Norton did all that. That's what my point. (laughs) That's the fast track to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just I don't know. I just uploaded it to SoundCloud and just started watching. (laughs) Just sat there until he started throwing money at me. Uh, And then send little clues like, "Hey guys, might want to check Spotify." (laughs) You know, like just leave little little Easter eggs, man. My 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 nerves about this whole thing, besides my general demeanor of just always anxious, but. My nerves about this is uh, that it will somehow, it will uh, either not come to fruition or it won't come out. It's never going to be as perfect as you want, I guess. So Right, right. Um, this is big, man. I mean, your first, this is, like, you've never put out anything like this before. No, no. I, I'm sorry, no. I had a DVD when I was three years into comedy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was, uh, it was, I can tell you, it was taped at the Comedy House Theater in was it Columbia, South Carolina. Was it good? I mean, looking back on it, no, of course not. Of course not. It was, it was I don't know, fifteen minutes of material, and ten minutes of me talking to the one lady that was yelling out. So, thank God they didn't know how to police that room because uh, I, I then had a DVD out of it, and, and 
Uh, did it sell well? Absolutely not. Uh, it was not. It's, you know, I, I look at like 2006 and seven. To me, that's like pre-internet. <laughs> somehow, somehow I didn't catch on. You know, <laughs> so these are copies. <laughs> like, I, I, I was like, I don't know, pre-cell phone, pre-internet, and uh, so I would, uh, yeah, I was trying to schlep these stupid things around. I remember printing out labels. I remember uh, thinking I was giving it an edgy title. I think it was, uh, this is so, man, please, this is embarrassing. Please, I cannot wait. I remember it saying, Happy Christian Living is what the name of it, right? Because I was such a, such a, uh, such a rock star, you know, uh, degenerate. And now, what a goofball. Happy Christian Living. Yeah. Way to throw him Mr. off the scent. Mr. Edgy. Yeah, there he is. Don't let the kids watch this. Oh, oh no. <laughs> so, hopefully... Uh, 10 years, uh, 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 older, wiser, questionably yeah. better. Uh, of course. <laughs> so, uh, hopefully this will come out the, yeah, the way I'd like. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and this is, to, is it, you said tomorrow? Tomorrow night. Uh, so Saturday, June 30th. Yeah. Seven o'clock. No, 1030. 1030. I'm sorry. It's 1030. Yeah, yeah. 1030 evening muse. Evening muse. Yeah. Yep. And if people want more info on your comedy, where you're going, where you're going to be, where can they go? Yeah, all social media, uh, ClintNOHR.com. Uh, and then all my Facebook, Twitter, same thing, ClintNOR, Instagram, ClintNOR, uh, N-O-H-R. And uh, they can find anything for all right, that man. stuff. Well, uh, best of luck with that. I know that's going to be great. I know it's going to be a lot of fun. I hope I can make it. I'm not sure. My anniversary is this weekend. Oh, happy anniversary. So, yeah, so we got plans uh, tomorrow. My wife will probably not hear this podcast, but she loves the show Impractical Jokers, and they just happen right. to be in Charlotte Saturday. Oh, so I bought awesome. tickets to, for us to see them live. I don't know what the, how they're going to fucking do a Practical Joke show live. I, they do the podcast live, right? They do? I think yeah, so. That I think may they be, that their may podcast. Be yeah, I'm not yeah. sure how they do it, but I got to take a dump, so I'm not going to sit here and try to figure out how they do it. <laughs> uh, Clint, much continued success. Thank you again, Will. A uh, lot of fun, man. Thank you, bro. <laughs> uh, safe travels on the road, and... Uh, Everybody, get out to the Evening Muse tomorrow, man. Saturday, June 30th. Saturday, June 30th. Oh, today, that's tomorrow, right? Yeah. That's but tomorrow. still, I got to say but, the date. Yeah, because if you're listening to us on Monday, ah. then you know I missed it. Or if you catch it Saturday afternoon at noon, you can go, oh, that's tonight. We can go. Okay. Perfect. Gotcha. So, yeah. See, we're doing what we can. We're helping out as much now, as Brian, we can. Now, Brian, I said I got to take a dump. Now, why are you going to these long run-on sentences? I like seeing you sweat. See <laughs> <laughs> you next week. That is Bye. definitely a dump sweat. <laughs> <laughs> Comedy Zone Podcast is a production of Comedy Zone Worldwide and is recorded in a bunker just off the Comedy Zone showroom at the Abbott Exchange Music Factory in Charlotte, North Carolina. The executive producers of the Comedy Zone Podcast are Brian Hepburn and Brian Bumpashevitz. Talent Wrangler is Mike Hall. Original music composed and performed by John McKeever. 